I wish everyone was here. Many people decided to go on vacation. We have some ill people, let's pray for them. But thank, thank God for those who are here. We have a dedication today. We have uh, two beautiful children that we need to dedicate. But before that, I always, when I have dedication, I tell you a story or uh, bring something for you uh, to think of. A mother was talking to another mother. And she says, one of them, my eight-year-old son, Noah, was discussing parent problems with his little friend. <laughs> of course, they had a lot of complaints. Dustin was overheard grumbling. First, they teach you to talk. Then they teach you to walk. And as soon as you do it, it's sit down and shut up. Kids are kids, right? And we love them and thank God for, for them. The Bible is filled with many references to children. We notice in Luke 2, chapter 2, verse 22, when Jesus was eight days old, many of his Friends were looking for to his mother and Joseph. Well, when, uh, when is the time to take him and uh, dedicate him? So they took him to the temple to present him to the Lord according to the law of Moses. When this unique child grew up, he loved children and laid his hand on them and blessed them. We will never forget his words later on when he grew up and started his ministry, when he said, let the children alone to his disciples. He addressed them, do not hinder them from coming to me, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these children. Today, with pleasure, I look forward for dedications like this. We bring these two lovely children, August and Gracie. As this is Gracie making noise as usual. Hi, Gracie. <laughs> and August is smiling. You know, August, I want to tell you something about our. August is my partner in walking. <laughs> his mom takes him to meet his dad every now and then at the school. And at, it so happens, I walk the park adjacent to the school there, and I see him there. He loves to walk and play as many children. He's so cute, these children. Okay, she's smiling also. Wow, what a beautiful children. We bring them before the Lord to dedicate them. These two are a gift from God. They are entrusted to us to raise them according to his word, to God's word, to bring them and train them in God's ways. They are so precious. And our responsibility is so great 
especially during their early years. Adam and Alyssa, Mike and Jamie, you are to treasure them as you will do, as God intended you to do, holding them accountable for their actions and giving them always guidelines to live by and disciplining them in a loving manner. Godly teaching and discipline, where does it start? At home. At home. And we are, I mean parents, are stewards of the children that God has given us. The primary source of learning is in the home. In the home. By father and by mother. Parent, parents teach them at home. And around the age of four, if they are in the church and they are, thank God, they've been coming to church, both these little kids, August and Gracie, they've been coming to church and getting acquainted and acclimated with the church environment immediately after they were born. And we're thankful. And around the age of four, I think four, they start uh, uh, coming to church, the Lamy, right? They go to the Lamy's. They go to Sunday school. And oh, what a day will be when these two join the Lamy's. God help the teachers. <laughs> God help them. <laughs> and remember, <laughs> well, hey, he's happy with that. <laughs> is it a promise? August, is it a promise? Yes. Yeah, okay. So, okay, he answered. He answered. He's, he's moved by the Spirit. <laughs> the church. Sunday school, especially for children, is an extension of the home. The, the major responsibility is for you, fathers and mothers, to train them at home. I've seen many, many parents, worldly parents, they come and deposit their kids in front of the church, okay, teach them and would pick them up at what time? and they take the time and pick them up. This is not the way to bring children to God. The way to bring children to God is to start them at home, pray with them, teach them, disciplining them, and guide them. And then the church is an extension of what they are taught at home. This is why we place so much emphasis on the teachers, and we are thankful that we have wonderful godly teachers on, for Sunday school, and may God bless you and guide you all the time. Someone said, give me the children until they are seven, and anyone may have them afterwards. You hear that? We cannot underestimate how important the role, the role of parents 
Adam and Alyssa and Mike and Jamie. So important, and you have a great responsibilities, you uh, parents. The, you know, the right foundation is the home. And this is why the scripture is always right, and we refer to it all the time. Train up a child in the way he should go, and what? And you know it by heart. They will not depart from it. I'm certain that Adam and Elisa and Mike and Jamie are counting the days when August and Gracie will walk through the door of a Sunday school class, God help us, to learn the precepts of Christ. May God bless them. From the moment they open their eyes to this new world, then this is the proper time to start teaching them the way they should go, the moment they open their eyes. As August and Gracie grow under their parents' care, we wish them good health and a childhood filled with real joy and happiness. We wish them to grow on the word of God and pray that they will know Jesus Christ as their Savior at an early age. I am confident that both parents, I know them very well, have already started the training right now and will continue as long as needed. Before we pray for them, and I hope you'll join me, I have come across this poem written by a godly woman, I believe, and it says, whatever you write on the heart of a child, no water can wash away. The sand may be shifted when billows are wild and the efforts of time may decay. Some stories may perish. Some songs be forgot. But this graven record Time changes not. Whatever you write on the heart of a child, a story of gladness or care, that heaven has blessed or earth has defiled will linger unchangeably there. So, dear parents, whatever you teach them, it will be engraved in their hearts. And when they grow up, they will hopefully will not depart from it. As we dedicate them this morning, our hearts are filled with hope and expectation that the Lord will sustain them well and healthy. We wish them both a future filled with blessings and a life secure under the wings of the Almighty. Let's bring them up here so we can pray and commit them to the Lord. Family, shall we say,
May the Lord add these members to the church. Amen. Amen. They grow to serve the Lord. Let's pray. Our precious Heavenly Father, you've heard what was said this morning. And we pray that the parents will continue what they started since day one to train them in the fear of the Lord. We wish them to grow under the care of their parents. And we wish them a great future should you tarry. We wish them to grow first and foremost to know you as their own Savior. That's our desire for them. And then they will go into this world as Christian believers and another testimony for the Lord Jesus Christ. Bless them as they grow. Bless their parents and give them all the grace and strength to keep them under your wings. In Jesus' name we ask and pray. Amen. God bless you. Amen? Amen. Uh, now, we have Randy and Natalie to favor us with a song. May God bless them. down at her angel sleeping in his bed she gently kneels beside him and then she bows her head just like other mothers who lived so long ago she brings her child to Jesus, and she gives him to the Lord. Jesus, here's another child to hold. Keep this child safe and warm. This world can be so cold Take this child in your arms Never let him go Jesus, here's another child
to hold He watched his only daughter Heading off to school He doesn't want to worry But this world can be so cruel And waiting in the silence He feels so all alone He offers up this simple prayer just to bring her safely home. Jesus, here's another child to hold. Keep this child safe and warm. This world can be so cold. Take this child in your arms and never let her go. Jesus, here's another child to hold. Wherever there are children, Lord, in danger or in May you find someone there Praying on their knees Oh, please Jesus, here's another child to hold Keep this child safe this world can be so cold Take this child in your arms And never let him go Jesus, here's another child Jesus, here's my precious child Jesus, here's another child to hold. Jesus, here's another child to hold. now thank you Randy and thank you Natalie what a beautiful song may the Lord bless them these two children and grow them in his fear now let's hear the word of God I have two verses from Deuteronomy today I'd like to read to you. 
Let's open our Bibles to Deuteronomy chapter 2. Deuteronomy chapter 2. This is uh, Moses guiding the Israelites to the promised land. And in verse, uh, chapter 2, verse 3, he addressed them. He said to the multitude, you have circled this mountain long enough. Now turn north. Verse 7, he tells them, For the Lord your God has blessed you in all that you have done. He has known your wanderings through this great wilderness these 40 years. The Lord your God has been with you. You have not lacked anything. May God bless his word. Just if you remember, like maybe six weeks ago, when uh, we were uh, going to, uh, to the hotel there, and we had two meetings there because we had no electricity. And I spoke to you about, let's cut the rope. and go forward. Let's get rid of all the hindrances and move on. And today, I want to say the same words that Moses addressed those people. He said, you have been around this mountain, you have circled it and come back to the same place long time. It's time to move on. As we go through life, we face many challenges and make many choices. Moses has warned the Israelites that they should not become self-satisfied. Complacent. He insisted that they thoroughly exterminate all their enemies, bar none. And because they have nothing to do with pagan religions, that these people, they are going to take over. They had nothing to do with them. And he repeated that again to Joshua, who took over from Moses. And he told him to do the same with the enemies. And God blessed him, Joshua, beyond imagination. Friends, this afternoon already, we cannot be stagnant and be relaxed. Remember, we have cut the rope. We have decided to go forward. 
and let's keep moving forward. Let's keep moving forward. We cannot relax. Satan does not recognize the word vacation. Nor takes a rest. He's always on the prowl, ready to attack, especially those who are his. Peter describes it very well in 2 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8. I read, be of sober spirit. Be on the alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls about like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Enough sitting. Enough sitting and waiting for Satan to strike and we will be on the defense. Enough of that. We are called to be on the attack. This world is not our own. This world is against Christians today. This world is forming denominations to attack the heart of Christianity. And it started everywhere, and it is in the United States. Christians are under attack, and it's enough sitting. As Moses told them, you have circled this mountain many times. It's enough. He mentioned that. Turn north and move on. North was the promised land. Turn and move north. We cannot sit still. We are to continue moving forward. As the word of God is our guide, Jesus said in Matthew 16, 18, I will build my church, and you can repeat after me if you want, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. That means we are on the attack. We are on the offense. Do we have a good offense? Of course we do. Do we have the, all the armaments we, we need? Of course we have. When the Lord told his disciples before he left, he said, go. He did not tell them to stay or sit or relax, to go. Go and what? Make denominations? No. He told them to go preach the gospel. Preach the word of God. He told them to go and do what I asked you to do. When, he, when they went, they did not preach themselves. They did not seek gold. They did not seek fame. They did not seek any anything in this world. In fact, they didn't have a place to sleep. Sometimes they, they left hungry. They were working with hunger. They did not have good clothes to wear, but they did not care. 
they continued until they turned the world upside down. Yes or no? And today, we are challenged. Though we have all the amenities we need, we have all the comfort we have, we need. And thank God the Lord has blessed us, those who are in the area, we still have electricity. We still have power. You still have, if you need heat, you have it. Air conditioning, you have it. We lack nothing. And we have gotten used to sit and relax on our chaise longs and enjoy life. You know one thing? <clears throat> we have a great responsibility, and I hope we realize that we are responsible Christians in this world. So I hope, and I ask you, to keep going forward. Don't relax. Why? Because we have a great responsibility. It's time for Christians to be Christians. Am I clear on that? It's time to live our name. It's time to act the way those wonderful disciples and those who went before us, men of God, <coughs> to act as Christians. The major task of the church today, I mean church in general, church today is to carry the Lord's great commission. And you know we have forgotten about it. The church today is busy. And I've been reading lately, and listen to this, it's heartbreaking. I always search for these things because it helps me understand what's going in the world. They are trying to have denominations merging together to create a better body of Christianity. And they are discussing to preach Christ without the cross. Can you believe that? Or the cross without Christ. They forgot what the apostle Paul wrote to the Corinthians. I am determined not to know Jesus Christ except him and, his, and he, that he's crucified. When we mention Christ, it's with the crucifixion, with the cross. And today, some preachers are offering to do that, to please the other parties. A religion is saying, and listen to this, is saying Christ was not crucified. It was someone else. Of course, we don't believe that. But this is what the world is doing. They're forming unions under the name of Christianity. And where is the church of Christ today? 
Christians. Where is the church of Christ today? Where are the Christians? Where are the churches? The churches nowadays are busy building large places. May God bless. Fill it with people and preach the gospel. And you know what's happening? There are many, many introducing social activities to attract people instead of offering the Lord Jesus Christ and him crucified. Isn't that sad? Let's be Christians. Let's keep moving forward and be Christian. Satan is not going to sit down and wait for us to make the move. He's going to attack. The early disciples they didn't care about themselves. You know what they had? They, were, they had lives that is Christ-centered. They did not live for themselves. They lived for the one who died and rose for them. They did not turn the, the world right side up by living pleasure-centered lives. May God open our eyes. They did not change the course of history because of passion for gain. They were not responsible to establish denominations and unions. They did not seek comfort or anyone's gold. They preached salvation from sin through the risen Jesus Christ from the dead. Are we living Christianity? Because Christ was at the center of their lives, the center of their thoughts and activities, and because they surrendered themselves to his mission of redeeming people, God could use them and bless them and spread the world all over the world. I wonder at this stage where the focus of the church is today. Where's our focus? The church in general, what's their focus? I believe our number one responsibility should be serving the Lord, period. In whatever capacity the Lord has given you, go serve the Lord. Don't sit still. Any responsibility you have, do it with all your heart. And God will bless you. Don't sit still. Keep going forward. Are you involved? Is your heart in the ministry? The wise man said, responsibilities move toward him who will shoulder them and power flows to him who acts with energy. Are we willing? Are we willing?
Excuses are not valid. Sir Josiah Stamp once addressed his people saying he's a man of God. He said, it's easy to dodge our responsibilities, but we cannot dodge the consequences of dodging our responsibilities. Simple. Are we Christians? True Christians? Are we only by name or by action? And this is it. Are we doing it because we want the people to see us to say, I am Christians, or I am doing it because I want to do it, because God wants me to do it? Let's be responsible Christians and serve him wholeheartedly. He said also, we are, as Christians, to be light in this world. Didn't the Lord say that when he is here? He said, you are the light of this world. He said, I am the light, so you are the light of this world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but what? Shall have the light of life. Bill MacDonald once said in comments of this, some of you know him or heard of him, the world is in the darkness of sin. Ignorance and aimlessness. And I say the light of the world is Jesus. Apart from him, there is no deliverance from blackness of sin. Apart from him, there is no guidance along the way of life. No knowledge as to the real meaning of life. And you know what? This world is in darkness. No matter what they do, no matter what the big responsible religious people do, no matter what the unions they make, one thing, the only religion, if you will please, is Jesus Christ and him crucified. And that's what we preach. That's what we should live. We should live through Christians. The world. No. I mean, think of it. The world around us is in turmoil. For a lack of better word. Is in turmoil. Is wicked. No one wants to talk faith. Or if they want to talk about Christianity, say faith. No one. People are very busy in politics. We should be very busy in preaching the gospel. Period. We are the light of this world. Let's go keep going forward. Let's be true Christians. Let's do what the Lord wants us to do wherever we go. We are the light. The Lord Jesus didn't say, let your light so twinkle. But what did he say? Let it shine. (laughs) 
Someone said, the light that shines the farthest shines brightest at home. So let's not stop being on the offense. Let's live a true Christian life. Let's be the light of this world. And let's continue living the way we started, with joy in our hearts. And as we heard today at the breaking of bread, never forget, he rescued us from this dark world and transported us to his eternal kingdom. Let's live as children of the kingdom and spread the gospel and carry on the commission that we have. Amen. Man, the, Lord, the Lord help us, bless us. Let's bow our heads for prayers. Father, we are thankful that you have given us the time and we still, Lord, can stand and preach the gospel in days of darkness like this. Help our hearts. Help us, Lord, to continue moving forward, to live through Christian lives and be lights in this dark world. And if we do that, you promised to be with us, never to leave us, nor forsake us. And we depend on your word. Dismiss us, we pray. And we thank you for the two little children that we committed to you this morning. And we pray that they will grow to be men and women of God. In Jesus' name we ask and pray. Amen. The meeting is over. Thank you for coming, and may the Lord bless you.